My name is Hugh, but some of you might also know me by my Instagram alter ego parked in Dutch streets. Ever since I became a car spotter, I've met loads of interesting fellow car enthusiasts and car spotters. In this podcast, you'll meet one of these car lovers every episode. We'll talk about the cars of their lives, the cars they like, and the cars they despise. This is the Cars Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Cars Podcast, the podcast where I, Joop, also known as Part in Dutch Treaters on Instagram, invite car spotters and other car enthusiasts for you all to get to know them. Um, this is the first episode, finally, after, well, weeks, months of preparation. Um, I decided to start this podcast because I get the energy from talking to people behind cars, meeting people behind cars. Um, ever since I've been running Parked in Dutch Streets, which is 2019, I think, since 2019, I've met so many nice people, and I think it would be so nice to just give them a platform um, and have chats with them and um, just hear two friends or more people even talk about cars and uh, share their passion um so yeah that's what we're gonna do um it's gonna be in english as you heard which is not my native tongue um but it does facilitate the podcast to a broader audience and also to broader amount of guests um there's gonna be some hiccups probably um please uh, forgive me for that um but yeah we'll just have a good time probably okay let's go to today's guest Today's guest is one of my closest friendships that I grew in the car community. It is a guy who is known for his very preferred taste for fine Swedish automobiles, but he has also just bought his first non-Swedish car. He is known for owning a beautiful uh, Volvo XC90 called Teddy. Welcome to my friend Bart. Bart, welcome on the podcast. Thank you very much, Joop. Do you I'm feel very pleased to be here. Do you feel honored to be the I first feel, guest? I feel really honored to be here, You really. <laughs> well, it couldn't be anyone else but you, honestly. Thanks. Me, uh, so, um, of course, I already know you quite well, but could you introduce yourself to the followers, uh, to the listeners? Who are you? What do you do for a living? Um, where do you live? How did we met? Maybe that's also interesting. Um, yeah, just introduce yourself. Okay, well, uh, for the people who don't know me, uh, my name is uh, Bart. Um, I'm 34 years old. Uh, I live in Leiden, Leidendorp, I have to say. I always forget that. I recently moved. You live in the ghetto. I live in the ghetto, exactly. Exactly my point. Um, yeah, for, for a living, I work at Boscalis. I'm a document controller. And recently, I joined uh, uh, the project planner team. So I'm going to do a uh, little promotion on that part. Um, so that's 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 how I earned my XC90 and also my other non-Swedish car. Um, that's from my side. Um, but yeah, how do we met? You, yeah. I was I thinking about that. Yeah, I, I thought about it earlier this week too. I think at some point you started following me. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I owned before I owned my current car. I owned a white Volvo V40, and I think exactly. that's what drew you in. Exactly, and I think I remember exactly when I started talking to you. Yeah, uh, I and just bought the Saab, I think. I think you know you just uh, informed everyone via story oh, yeah. that you were going to sell the Volvo. So yeah. that got me triggered yeah. and angry, probably. <laughs> Why did you sell the Volvo? <laughs> or, or what was coming? That's more the interesting question. Yeah, but then I, yeah. so I told you I bought a Saab convertible, yeah. and that is also in your range of taste. Exactly, so I was really thrilled to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Sad to see that Volvo go, but... Uh, no. And I think that was what has got us starting talking to each other. Yeah, true. Maybe you can tell the people how can they find you online? Uh, what do you do? Yeah. How do you express your passion for cars? 
Well, I express my passion uh, well also via, via Instagram, via Teddy the XC90. It's Teddy also lowercase d lowercase xc90. Uh, exactly. Thank we you. We want to give you some extra okay, followers. Thank you. Right? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, but that's actually a name you came up with. You, to be I honest. Yeah, I was yeah. looking. Uh, I always give my cars an, uh, a name, and I was looking for one. And you, I think you came directly with that. True. Yeah, I also named your non-Swedish. Car. Also a non-Swedish car. I think you named all my cars by now. Yeah. Um, um, no, no, I didn't name the V60. No, that's true. That's I, true. I like the Mr. Blue Sky part. Yeah. The ironclad mm -hmm. part was tacky. Yeah, it was a bit tacky <laughs> and it was a bit... Uh, yeah, I regret that, to be honest. And I even, for the listeners, I put it on my license plate holder. Yeah. And that's, that's what I regretted most because everyone yeah. was talking. What does ironclad mean and stuff yeah. like that? And it was a mistake. It's read like a newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, I remember why I thought of Teddy. I thought the XC90, it's a sort of, it's a big car, but it's also kind of sweet. sweet. It's not, yeah, a, it's not like an Audi Q7 or an X5. Exactly. But know? also for the people who don't know, the color of my XC90 is, is brown, gray brown, which makes it look a bit like a teddy bear. Yep. And that's it's likable. It's a likable It's, it's likable. It's friendly. It's comfy. And yeah. it's, yeah, teddy. teddy. It fits. So good. That's steady. So good. So, and how do I press it? Uh, well, I, I always try to share my photos of my XC90. Um, I think it all started with sharing photos of my Volvos on my personal account. Yeah. And friends started to getting annoyed with it. <laughs> the non-car friends, I have to say. And I think like, this happened to everyone I who think owns a car account. Yeah. And well, when I was looking on Instagram, I noticed that everyone almost had an account for their mm -hmm. for their cars. So I decided to do the same and. Because I, I love to make pictures of my Volvo, mm -hmm. I would love to share it. And that's why, that's why I did it. And that's why I got many, many followers. And that's how you can how you know me, I think. Yeah, nice. I can find me. Okay, Bart, we got a nice bottle of wine in front of us. Oh, I really need that. A nice Spanish Rioja. We're going to talk cards. We're going to drink some wine. Uh, I'm very happy to have you. Good. Okay, let's go to the first segment, which uh, I call Car Spotlights. Yep. Um, this topic is about any car that you want to talk about in the podcast. Uh, it should be, uh, it could be a car you walked into, it could be a car you had an interaction with, a car that struck your attention. Um, yeah, that's basically what we're going to do. Okay. I ask you to prepare something. I prepared one too. Oh, okay. Interesting. But um, you can start. I can what, start. What car will you well, put in the spotlight? I have a very interesting one. Um, and I don't think you expect that I chose this one. You know, I expect you to post a to put a Volvo Saab Jaguar or Land Rover in the spotlights. Oh, really? That's what I expect you to do. Oh, then then we're in for a shock, I think. Okay, I'm because, very curious. Because I choose something Asian. Asian. And I'm not really into Asian cars. Okay. Um, well, we have already talked about this car on the WhatsApp groups, um, but I chose a Sangyong. <laughs> And you know why I did that? It's the Rodius, because right? It's the Rodius. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why I did that? Because I, I, I spotted... This uh, is where the follower, the listener uh, yeah, Okay, so, sorry. sorry. <laughs> this, okay, this, this was the last episode already. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason I choose it, because it, it just drew my attention. And every time I spot it... You I spotted one. Uh, I, yeah, there's one in my uh, neighborhood mm -hmm. in uh, Oostgeest, in the Netherlands. Uh, there's a gold one. And I spotted... Uh, I can spot it a few times a week because yes. it, it's, it's close to my parents' house, and every time I see it or when I see it driving, it just draws my attention. Yeah, of course. And uh, w when it was new, I thought it was very hideous, and maybe it's still very hideous. Yeah. But for some reason, um, it I love it. It becomes charming. It becomes charming. It's so massive. It's big. 
every time when I drive with my XC90 next to it, my XC90 is suddenly a hatchback. It's it's massive. I know. Yeah, we're in a in a group chat together mm -hmm. with me. Uh, John, which owns a shitload of cars. Mm -hmm. Will is in there too. Also, Maurice Plankont and the Kekke Kerels, Kekke Karre, the two boys. Every time you share that thing, it, that whole group chat just explodes. Explodes, yeah. Everyone loves that thing, and it's so rare. I Actually, here in Maastricht, you know that the worst thing about it, there is a Rodius oh, really? in Maastricht, a white one. A white one. Italian plates, mm. but it's the second generation. Oh, I hate that one. That's <laughs> terrible. But it will get nice too at some point. I don't think so. The first one so. is just, it is so hideous that it becomes cool again. But somehow it's also elegant. I, I, no. li I, li I like the lines. <laughs> it's just a massive, massive uh, ship. Like I don't see the elegance line. in it. I don't see no. the elegance. For some reason, I see now. It looks like. I like um, it. In Dutch, for the Dutch listeners, mm -hmm. Dakapel. It looks like it has a Dakapel. I don't know how to call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but you also know those those ships that are, are laying in Monaco. You're all, all together. A yacht. A yacht, exactly. Thank you. And if you look at the rear of those yachts, it's exactly the same. Fuck off. Oh, I, can I say fuck? Hello, fuck. It's a podcast. It's my podcast. It's a Dutch podcast. We can yeah, yeah. do that. No, you know, uh, no, I don't okay. see the. I so, don't see the similarity with a yacht. Okay, maybe we should talk to Maurice because he told us that in the chat. And when he showed us the picture, I thought, okay. Of course, when, the holy, when the holy Plankhorn says anything, <laughs> you cannot refuse it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, should I have also a, a, a car spotlight okay. this week. Yeah. And I directly broke my own rules. Oh. Because I did not choose a, a, a model, mm. but I chose a brand. A brand. And I think it is quite important what your opinion is on it. Okay. Because the brand, the car spotlight that I, the brand that I want to put in the spotlight, I chose Polestar. Polestar? Yes, I chose Polestar, but not for... You got my attention. I mean, not for good reasons. Okay. There is one good thing that made me, um, that made me, that, that struck my attention to mm -hmm. it. So in the past few weeks, the Polestar 2, which is their only available model in, in the Netherlands right now, it got a lot cheaper. Yep. It About is now time. available, I think, for 44,500 euros, which is just in the range of getting uh, tax uh, something tax subsidiary from the Dutch is it, government. Is it still there? I think it is, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it is. Um, which makes a really good offer because now it's equally priced with a Tesla Model 3. Finally. And it's way cheaper than my Ionic. Way cheaper. Really? Cheaper? My Ion the, the Ionic, I think the 400... Uh, Oh yeah, what is 400 kilometer range Ionic starts at 45,000. Oh. And that Polestar already has 550 at the start, I think. 550 or Yeah, but they're not really economical, so. Yes. No, I mean, yeah. true. But anyways. But that aside. Um, so that made me look into Polestar. Mm -hmm. uh, and that made me not find really great things because Polestar, there's been some headlines that Polestar is also cutting in personnel. Um, uh, and it has basically two main reasons. And they're called Polestar 4 and Polestar 5. Or is it Polestar 3 and Polestar 4? I don't know. How are these new the, models called? Uh, well, 4 the, and 5, the, right? Yeah, but the 3 is coming out. They, they're going to start building the 3 already. Yeah, great. That's the, that's the SUV version. Oh, yeah. So that's the 3 and yeah. 4. Yeah, there's, there's no logic in the, in the naming of the no. Polestars. Not but they all. announced those cars a year ago. Yeah. They released them but a year I ago. But I recently read uh, on the news that the Polestar 3 exactly. is now in production. At but that's that's what Tuesday. they but that's what they launched in the news and I think yeah. because all the all the bad publicity they yeah. have now yeah uh, I think they put it on purpose on the news so 
I, I don't believe it yet, but let's, so, let's yeah. hope be hopeful. What we heard is that the Polestar 3, they uh, delayed the production because they couldn't... First, they hadn't uh, developed the lunar thingy, mm-hmm. the, the, the yeah. radar thing. Yeah, the taxi thingy on the, yeah, on the exactly. roof. Yeah. And they also couldn't get the parts for that. So that made the, 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 like the in release... The chi- like in the chips or in the... Everything. I think so, yeah, something okay, like that. Yeah. I'm not technical. No, I know, I know. So they, they basically postponed the release of that car, which made for the last year, whilst there were two cars announced, the only car that they were having was the Polestar 2, which is exactly. in essence a four-year-old car. Yeah, it's old now. It's getting old. It's ki- it's yeah. nice. But well, it's they, they updated old. technically a lot with the uh, rear-wheel drive yeah. and, the, yeah, true. and the range that is finally normal because the range was okay, but it was very uneconomical. Yeah. And now they have a big range. And now they have a big range, a normal range. But then I also read this week that uh, Volvo had quite a big invest, a big share of uh, Polestar. Correct. 48%. So it was a main subsidiary, which yeah. means, of course, Polestar was always the more sporty Volvo, right? Of course, yeah. They basically declined that share. Uh, well, declined. They uh, made it... The share became lesser. Yeah. They now do not own 48% of Polestar anymore, but they own 18% which makes that the main subsidiary of Polestar now is Geely. Exactly. And they will probably move away a bit from Volvo technology, I think. You think? I think so. Why well, else would they do all it? The, all the Volvo, the uh, Zekers, the Lincoln Co's are all quite linked to each other, I think. Yeah, true. But I, why would they do this? Because they also said, okay, we're, first we're going to tone our share down from 48 to 18%. But then there's also a headline, which obviously stated that Volvo is not anymore investing in Polestar, nor now Geely is more taking the lead in investments in Polestar. So I'm kind of, I'm not sure what they're trying to do with Polestar. Well, me neither. Uh, but I think Geely just want to have full control of everything. Yeah. I think Volvo had uh, a lot to say for Polestar. Uh, and I think Geely wants to get, to gain control yeah. on that part. I hope at least. But I, I do hope th- that is. I do think that Polestar gained a lot from the, the great grand image, uh, great brand image that Volvo had. Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite unsure what they're gonna do there. Today in the news, it was that Fisker is also in quite some liquidity yeah, pro- exactly, problems. Yeah, exactly. too. Releasing a new electric car brand, it seems to be more of a struggle than people essentially thought. So I hope Polestar. But, is but do Tesla that. is working, so it, it is possible. Maybe because Tesla is working, the rest is not. <laughs> Maybe that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think. I think Polestar is backed by a big brands, of course, mm. by a big corporation, Geely. But I'm still quite wondering what they're going to do. I'm not sure where Polestar is heading. I'm a bit scared of it. I'm a big fan of the Polestar uh, brand. Yeah, me too. Uh, it doesn't come to a shock as a Volvo lover. Mm. Uh, but I always love the brand. I always love the sporty Polestar Volvos. Uh, and I would be very sad if it would end so up here. being dead or disappear or yeah. whatever. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. That's the spotlight for today. Okay, nice. Shang Yong Rodius. I did not no, expect I, that. I wanted to have something that, that wasn't really uh, from uh, from my part. Was ever, ever, everyone is expecting me to send you full votes. I wanted to surprise you on this podcast with that car. And proud. also because I really like it. I, I was a bit surprised that I liked it that much. Every time I see it, it, it just gets my attention it's even more when another XC90 is driving by. It's the car underdog. I think that is, yeah. I think that's what makes it interesting for yeah. us, for us kind of. You hang out with car spotters a lot. You're yeah. also an intern for my page. I'm an intern, yeah. Maybe you are very good to add. You give me the nice spots every once mm-hmm. in a while around Leiden. So, I mean, it's, it's been a while, but uh, if I have some nice spots. I think. Mm-hmm. Or you forget to post my Citroën CX, I think. 
Or ZX, it was ZX. Good, on to the next segment. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's an underdog, right? So it is. It's, yeah. I think that's, that's what I like. And yeah. I started to like, and I really like to share it with the, the group chats we have with all the car sporters. And um, you know, there's more than Volvo. So yeah. I like more things than that. Good. Yeah. Speak it out. Mm-hmm. Speak I your will. truth. I because will. people think people <laughs> I'm think always you're a Volvo f- crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Good to speak it out. Yeah. Okay, Bart. We're going to yeah. talk about the cars of your life, our next segment. Yeah. Uh, in this topic, the audience meets the cars of your life. The, the cars that have played a vital part in your life mm-hmm. and the cars that made you to the car person that you are right now. Exactly. First question. Your parents' car. What was the most memorable car you grew up with and the car that sort of sparked that car enthusiasm? Well, uh, with a lot of... Um car enthusiasts, um, their parents drive always very fancy cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's what I think, at least. But when I look at to my parents, uh, I'm really sorry uh, if they're listening now, um, but my parents had very boring cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I grew up in Opel Cadets and Opel Astras. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it, it's, it's still a surprise that I ended up the guy who am now. Yeah. Uh, and the car lover um, from, from Volvo. Where did that come from? Exactly. Then? That's my next point. Oh, okay. Um, we're coming to that. Um, the, my best, the, the best friend of my dad, yeah. who all, the, that one always drove new Volvos. So I grew up as well because they always joined on vacations and weekends away and trips and stuff. Uh, so I grew up in the V40s, two of them. The one that were born, born in Born. Born in Born, yeah, close yeah. by here. Yeah. Um, and so that, I think, got my love for the Volvo because... I think I already knew from a very young age that Opels were very boring. <laughs> Not all, but at least the Cadets and the Astras, in my yeah. opinion. They were everywhere. They were yeah, they're everywhere. And, and, well, my dad always bought them new. So there's nothing special about them. Mm-hmm. But every time we went on a trip with, uh, um, with my dad's friend, um, I always wanted to sit in the Volvos. And I think from that point, st- starting on, my love for Volvos started to grow. Um, and is still here today with me. Um, so that basically is it, I think. Hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so not your parents' car, but there was that. Yeah. My did I tell you when I was little, my we always drove Fords at home. I'm yeah. a very Ford. Oh, you're a Ford person. guy. Okay, I haven't noticed. Yeah. <coughs> I want to use that word, but that I do not want to. I want this to be a classy podcast. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, Continue. but I gr- always grew up with Fords. Yeah. And I remember my dad. He bought a new Ford Focus, and that uh, when it just came out in 1998, and that was. That was my, it was perfect, right? But um, my uncle at that time, he bought a new S40. An S40? Silver. So with, with the first generation or the, oh no, the second. You're younger first than generation. me. S40. The first generation. Yeah, the first generation. Oh, S40, right? That is, yeah. sorry, yeah. So uh, he, I think it was a facelift. Okay, so starting from the this, this century. Two, two, I yeah. Don't know, yeah. Uh, silver. I don't remember what engine he had, but it had black leather on the inside. Half leather seats. The other Half was leather cloth, seats. cloth the, with the, a sort of pattern well, in it. I had a V40 as well from that generation. And I also had half leather seats in them. Yeah. But they were just like two centimeters of exactly, leather. Yeah. And the rest was just cloth. So yeah. I, I really didn't understand why they did that. Exactly. And that car... I was very... I was How old was I? I think seven, eight. I don't know. I was very... Ford minded, very Ford. I hated that car. Really? At that point, I hated that car. Okay. Because 
it was me against my cousins. My cousins were all like, <laughs> look at our Volvo, it's cool. I'm like, yeah. no, look at my dad's Ford, Ford. it's way cooler. <laughs> and it, w- it went like that all the okay, way. Okay, yeah. Um, so you, you lost admit, every time, actually. I, it was two against one. Yeah, okay. I had a sister who was not interested in cars. I had two cousins. They were both way older than me. They always fought me on cars. They made me feel like a lunatic when liking forts, <laughs> which, I mean, well. there's truth <laughs> in that. Um, but um, yeah, I that, that is my. I remember that car too. Yeah. It played a big big role in my uh, youth. What was your first car? My first car. Well, um, as everyone now know that I'm a big Volvo lover, um, I really had to buy a Volvo as a first car, and that was the plan. I was searching all internet for uh, cars like a V40, um, a 440, 460, 480, S40. 460, those are so boring. Okay. Excuse me? Okay. (laughs) Well, I was looking for those cars. I couldn't find the right one. Mm -hmm. And there was also a money issue. so eventually, I didn't buy a car when I was 18, but when I was 24. So I was a bit later in life. Mm-hmm. When I was cycling through my hometown, Oosgeest, back then, um, I came across a car which was for sale. They had a, a for sale sign on it, and I, it immediately attracted my attention. So I rang the phone number, and the next day I bought it. And um, yeah, for the listeners, maybe some of you guys already know, but it, is a, it was a Saab. A Saab. 900 NG convertible from the new generation. And everyone, all my friends and family were surprised. And they were all saying, it isn't the Volvo. You know, the two letters in there that are truly Satan's work mm-hmm. are N and G. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> I will. You bought the Saab that is most notorious for being the worst car Saab ever made. I can uh, confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so take us through no, it. Okay, now well, I was I was uh, cycling by it, and it was a, a dark blue Saab. I can't remember the name of the color, but it was dark blue. It had a uh, dark blue fabric roof. Very which classy. It's very classy, very, very Saab, nice. and I loved it. Um, it also had a leather interior. Yeah, and uh, was it tan or black? 10, 10. Oh, yeah, nice. so beige, beige Very 10. old money car. Old money car. Yeah. But we were in Oosgeest. So, so probably The Dutchies know that it's an old money town, yeah. uh, village, I have yeah. to say. And this was at a point where Saabs were worthless. Exactly. When, what, what year was it? Uh, it was in 1995. Uh, but, and what year did you buy it? Um, 2014. Okay, so Saab yeah. was bankrupt. Uh, exactly. No one it was already gone. Nobody wanted it. Yeah. It was uh, old and it was... Well, as, as you already mentioned, it, it was the shitbox of the of the Saabs. It was the I yeah. think the the most terrible convertible they ever created. <laughs> um, but it was the only one that was fitting my my range of my, of my budget. So I thought, why not? Let's buy this. Do you actually know the reason why that convertible is so bad? Um, not really. Um, I do. I think the, oh, you do. Oh, I do. Uh, so you're gonna tell us now. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Of course, it's a podcast. We educate. <laughs> we educate, right? Yeah. True. Okay. So Saab yeah. always made their roofs with hydraulic systems, and the hydraulic systems they were faultless. Yeah. In the 900 OG, exactly. in the 93s, they were very good. But in the 900 NG, they made it an electrical system, and that electric—that's a big word. Uh, <laughs> that electrical system, it was shitty as. Mm. As hell. So even when they uh, facelifted the 900 NG to the 93, 
they gave the roof again a hydraulic system instead of the exactly system. and that was one of the issues and one of my uh, issues i had uh, every week i think with that roof um the the problem indeed what you're you were telling is is true the i had a few times that my roof opened Mm. Um, or closed and just stopped halfway <laughs> because the, the clever engineers of Saab decided, okay, we're going to put sensors oh <laughs> everywhere. And um, if a sensor breaks, then the whole car stops working oh and God. it just stops because if the, the sensor doesn't give it to the other sensor, uh, then it will just stop. So every time I rang the, the road service, so I had, I, had an, uh, I was a member back then Begewacht. because of that car, the Wegewacht, indeed. Um, <laughs> and I also had uh, the, the, my own village help, if I translate it correctly in, uh, in English. Uh, because <laughs> of my help, thuishulp. thuishulp. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And every time the, the, the guy came, he said that, oh, it's a sap. Let's there there's a drainage for the hydraulics, and then we can just put it back up, and it's all done. And then I was looking at the guy. Well, it doesn't have hydraulics because Saab thought the electrical system was perfect. <laughs> so every time we had, had to push the roof back down against the, the engines, the, the roof engines. And every time since then, uh, well, it broke many times and I got so fed up with it that I had to sell it. <laughs> but it was actually my dream car and I still re really regret selling it. It's a very but back in the, car. But back in the time, I didn't have the, the place, the, the, the money for it to, to keep it uh, on a side, but it was, I, I really loved the car, but I also really when it hate, it, hate exactly. Yeah. yeah. Would you buy a Saab convertible again? I will. I want to. Exactly. Exactly. You would do it. I would do it. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. What, what type? <laughs> I, w I would go for the 900 uh, old generation, oh, I mean, but I those are really expensive now. And, um, but those are, I think the most beautiful ones yeah. around. Agreed. And true sounds. Agreed. I do like the first nine, three. Convertible too. Exactly. And it is, I, I think it is the, like your 900. Yeah, but then better. Yeah. yeah. But it's basically a, a big facelift. Yeah, Because they, very they, really, they really look alike. And they have the hydraulics back, as she already uh, informed us. Um, so that's also a possibility. If I want to, to buy a convertible, I think it will be a Saab again. So, or the, the 93 old generation or the, I get that. or the other one. Very nice. Bart, your mm. current cars. My current cars. We talked about one already. Yeah, talked about one. Yeah. Well, the problem was with that one car, the Volvo XC90, is that um, before that I had a Volvo V60 um, plug-in hybrid. A diesel. A diesel. And for many Dutch listeners, they already know that uh, a diesel is one of the hated um, fuels you can have in the Netherlands because they will tax you crazy. Yeah. Um, and m because mine was a plug-in hybrid, my V60 weighed over uh, 2,000 kilos. So starting from this year, I think, I had to pay an immense amount of road tax. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually, down the line, that car would be very expensive to yeah. run. So I decided, let's go crazy. And I wanted... Hold up. Mm -hmm. Hold yeah. up. I mean, we also have to give the cr credit where credit's due. That V60... It was not your most reliable car you oh, ever Oh, yeah. That's, I almost forget about <laughs> it. Uh, it brings back a lot of bad memories about it. Um, I think in the, in, the, in the last three years, I had it for three years, almost three years. And I think I broke two or three AC pumps. And those are like 2,000 euros to replace. But if it were only the AC pump, that would If it only was, yeah. There were many, many issues. And I was a bit annoyed that every time I would start the car, I would get a notification that something's wrong with the battery. 
or or when I was plugging it in a uh, in a, a, a charger, a charger, and it wouldn't charge anymore, and then I was there shouting at it, and and <laughs> it, it looked fantastic. It was driving great. It was the most one of the most comfy cars I had. Yeah. Um, but it had to go because yeah. it was I was scared of it because it was already over the two hundred thousand kilometers, mm-hmm. and well, the D five engine, the diesel engine was perfect. It was smooth as five cylinder? as possible. Five 2. cylinder, 4? 2.4 five cylinder. 230 horsepower, so it was the 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 the, the big diesel. Um, but I was really afraid of all the electronic parts that would fail and break, and especially when the battery would die. Mm. Um, that would cost you so much money. Um, I didn't want to risk it. Yeah. So I had to sell it, and then I was thinking, okay, uh, COVID had happened. Um, I was not driving that much. That's what I thought actually. I didn't calculate that properly, I think. Um, so I thought, okay, let's. I want something else. I want something f- for my dreams. And the XC90 came in my mind. And when I calculated the figures, I, I thought, okay, let's, let's buy one with the LPG system in mm-hmm. it. And if I had the LPG system in it, then down the line, it would be as uh, just expensive as the V60 would be. So I thought, okay, I would allow me to buy me an XC90 with the LPG system. Well, then the search began for that XC90, um, but there were no around. Well, there were XC90s with LPG, but they only high mileage and stuff. So I thought maybe it's better to buy an XC90, which is petrol, a, a pet, just a petrol, but is re- reliable. Mm-hmm. And let's start with that first, and then transfer it with an LPG system. So I came across this XC90, and it turned out to be one of the most reliable cars I've ever owned. Credit where credit's due. Exactly. It this is, is probably one of the best buys I've ever heard from any of my car exactly. friends. Exactly. And I'm it is it is spotless. Exactly. And I think at, at what is the uh, uh, what is the what is the automator at? Two fifty? Uh, no, two sixty already. Two sixty k. Yeah. Nothing. Not a single thing. No, nothing. No. Your V sixty would have been crying in a corner. Exactly. By now. Exactly. So I really on his fifty sixth airco pump, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So I, I really started to like the X ninety. Well, really like I, I. I really I love it. Yeah. To the moon and back. It's a great car. It's a great car. So and I was driving uh, more than I calculated before, mm-hmm. and I starting to hate myself doing so many kilometers in that perfect XC90. And all your money was going to and gas. And all, um, all my money was going to gas and stuff. So, And I didn't want to turn it to an LPG car because yeah. in my opinion, it was too good for it. And um, so I had, had to find a plan B. And the plan B was an, another car. And well, my budget, it was a bit limited um, for this car. And then I started searching for a car um, in my price range. And the only cars that are reliable that I could find we're like a Toyota Yaris. I want to say to the listeners, keep in mind the word reliable. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, the Toyota Yaris is a reliable car. I hate that car. I really hate that car and I would not want to drive it. And so th- the search continued and I was actually looking at VW Polos. Um, but but my friend sitting next to me now is looking very angry at me because he he really didn't like those those polos. Uh, I like I like them. They're very boring, but they I thought they would be reliable. Um, but there's also another uh, car in that from that uh, from the brand, yeah, the, from Audi, uh, which is also a small car. So I bought an Audi A2 with the idea to have a very crazy looking uh, young timer. And um, in the words of Dan, 
one of the cars of all time, full stop. Exactly. It is deadly boring. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it deadly boring? You I mean, please explain. It, it, I mean, it looks lovely. Yeah. It is a it lovely, is. fashionable car. Yeah, it is. The interior, very nice for yep. a car from that time. With, with all the luxuries in it for the time. From that time and that size, very nice car. When you start driving it, it drives like any other car. It could have been any other brand. Uh, I mean, but that's what you want. It's a daily. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be spectacular. It, exactly. However, mm -hmm. however, it did give you some. Um, well, I, I think I also wanted another car to have something to to play with yeah. or to work around, because well, the X90 was so extremely reliable that I want something fun or or a car that you could do stuff stuff about. But it turned out to be a car which get me stranded almost every week. <laughs> How many times have you stood next to the highway by now? Uh, three times. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. That's and, great. And, it, and it had to be a, a reliable daily. Yeah. And, and at one point, I was afraid to take it to the office. So eventually, <laughs> I took the X90 again to the office, <laughs> <laughs> wasting my money on fuel. Um, yeah. So it, it, it got back to the garage many times now. But it's made now. I think... I think well, let's knock on wood for that. Um, I, it's I think that's something very Dutch, knock Exa on wood. Exactly. But oh, sorry. Yeah, anyways. maybe it's that yeah, no, worries, no worries. Okay. Well, um, it's it's now working for seven days straight. I, Spectacular. I'm, I'm, I'm flawless. And, and well, today I, I drove to you in my, my XC90 because it's a long distance. So yeah. I took the XC90. Um, but the, the whole week I took it to the office and it was it was perfectly. It didn't, it didn't blink. There were no lights on the dash. I think I haven't seen that many lights on a dash in my life ever. <laughs> At least I know that all the lights are working. That's maybe a nice thing to know. So how's your non-Swedish experience <laughs> until now? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a good car. It, it probably had some electronic hiccup. It is. I yeah. think it will. Yeah, there were just two sensors that were wrong. And that yeah. one of the sensors just made a Christmas tree out of the car. Yeah. And um, one of my friends uh, fixed that for me. And now hopefully... It's working fine. And how does it? How is it for the rest? It's it's a nice. I mean, it's boring, but it, it's it, it's boring. But, but what I like about it is that um, um, it it well, this may be a fun thing to say, but I think it drives sporty. But it is only probably because I drive an XC90. It doesn't drive sporty. <laughs> I I know, but at least it every, doesn't every, drive sporty. Every time I, I corner the the A2, I think, whoa, that's fast. But oh, I, I, I I drive an ocean liner. Oh. <laughs> so for me, it's, for me, it's front feels door. sporty. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I'm gonna cut it off here. Okay, <laughs> and I'm gonna ask you for the last car of your life because yeah. I want to ask you, mm -hmm. what will be your future car? Well, I I thought of that, and um, I couldn't figure out one particular car that I would want for my future. Okay. Well, well, you can put it in different ways. The the future car, which maybe is realistic. Uh, I want to buy after the X90. Well, to be honest, I can't think of selling the X90. But if I would do that. There probably will be, well, surprisingly, another Volvo. Uh, there will be a V90. <gasps> shock, shock. <laughs> it will be a V90 CC. Which is good. Which is, I think, very good. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So none of those plug-in hybrid nonsense. Just a <laughs> mild hybrid petrol V90 CC. I'm going to continue to the next segment, Bart, um, which is car conversation. Um, in this segment, I ask you as many car questions as possible in 30 seconds but can i earn you're not gonna earn anything oh. you can be a guest here okay you earned that already <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm gonna ask you questions yeah you have to answer as many as possible mm -hmm. give a quick answer yeah and after that we'll talk about it good okay yeah 
Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We're going to start, huh? Okay. Three, two, one. What's your least favorite Volvo? Uh, that is the um, 340. Favorite brand that is not Volvo? Um, Jaguar. What's the most overrated car? Fiat Multipla. <laughs> What's the best car you ever owned? Volvo XC90. What brand of cars would you never possess? French. Worst car you've ever driven? Uh, worst car I've ever driven? Uh, uh, Dacia Duster. What's the car brand every car into just to possess at one time in their life? Volvo. Oh, well, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> Your least favorite Volvo, 340. Yeah, I really uh, think it's very ugly. The only positive thing about it's the 340, thingy, right? it yeah. is a Dove. Yeah. It was or, or it was developed as a concept car from Dove. Um, you know who's going to be mad at you? No. Yup, he just bought one. Really? Yup, yours. He just oh. bought one. Well, too bad, Yup. Sorry. In the, in the beige color, you know, the Oma's beige. Oh, a terrible. I, well, the only positive thing about the 340, I think, is that it's rear-wheel drive. So it's really, that's the most interesting part about it. But <laughs> for the rest, it's, it, it's, it's boring as hell. Good. Sorry, sorry, you. Loud and clear. Um, <laughs> your favorite brand that is not Volvo Jaguar. It is. Yeah. Hmm. I thought you were gonna say Land Rover. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the, I don't perform well under pressure. I think oh. so. I, <laughs> but I like both of them. I yeah. really, I really uh, into Jaguars and also really into Land Rovers. What is it that attracts you to those English? Uh, I think the the, the style, the elegance. Well, th it all started when I had my first job and my boss had an uh, L322 Range Rover, which is a 2010 model. Mm -hmm. So very, very late one. And I had to drive it a lot. And it was the 4.4 liter uh, diesel V8. And That's perfect. And it, well, it just blew me away. It was fantastic. I loved it. And it's that's where the love started for that brand, I think. It's great you can drive a car like that yeah. without owning it. Yeah, because it, it, it br broke down a lot, If you surprisingly. If you owned it, you probably would be mad. Well, and, and that's also maybe the reason why I think I bought the XC90, which in my opinion is always a poor man's Range Rover, because I have also a split tailgate. And, oh, yeah. and, but it's reliable, so yeah. that's what I like about it. Most overrated car. Multipla, <laughs> you are gonna make a I'm lot a, of people I, in our group I, chat mad. I know, I know, but I personally I think it's overrated. Did you drive it at Elgmerk? No, I did not because I there was did. no space. It was good though. It it drove. No, but okay, I, Nicolo I, I, drive it like a true Italian. Yeah, he drove he probably it like did. an idiot. <laughs> like I was in the back. Yeah, he drove it over some i don't know how do you call it a, a speed, speed, speed bump speed bump yeah with like 60 kilometers an hour i but literally jumped into the roof <laughs> well that's typical italian he no. drove it like a true italian, italian. italian. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, uh, but i think it's really reliable and i, I think it's i think it's underneath a very good car but I, it? I, I i think so that's what i hear here so i don't know i'm not sure I, I but i mean the concept it charms me no, but I think it's overrated because everyone started to liking it. Yeah. And then I think, okay, I'm not liking it anymore. Though I do like a car that's you need parked to be on different. Uh, yeah, well, I drive an XC90, but yeah. it's everywhere here, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. The best car you ever owned, uh, we're not going to talk anymore about that's loud and clear. What brand of cars would you never, ever possess? French. Yeah, well. Never? I, well, maybe maybe that's not true because I was looking to uh, for Renault's. You like uh, Renault's, yeah. I like uh, I started to like Renault's again. What what of the three do you hate the most? Peugeot. Peugeot. <laughs> if you if you're if you be on the on the Dutch roads, you will notice that those three three thousand eights, five thousand eights are everywhere. 
And they're just like the Audi drivers, but then with bad taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I right. Mean, I think they're everywhere and they're they're driving like crazy. But um, is it? But but I mean, we have to be clear. It's modern Peugeot. Modern right. Peugeot, really. Right. Yeah. Peugeot I, in the, in I, the 20th I, century was nice. Exactly. I think all, all French cars starting from this century, in my opinion, are terrible. Except a few. few exceptions. A few exceptions, like the, the Grand Espace, which I'm oh. really big fan of. Oh, C6. Uh, the Avant team. C6. Uh, C6. Velsatis. Velsatis. And, and cars like that, those are the exceptional ones, which I really love. Uh, but the rest are just trash. Do you want to hear a guilty pleasure of mine? Yeah, please do. I like the most recent Renault Coleos. I love it. Well, the, the design language of the Renaults are very The one that nice. looks like the talisman. Yeah, uh, that is... The talisman? The, there's the Coleos that looks yeah. like the talisman. Oh, but it's an SUV, right? Yeah. It has the same... Oh, the same design yeah. language. Yeah. Ah, okay, like that. I yeah. love that one. It yeah. looks so classy. Yeah, I really love... Uh, that's why I really love the Renaults. Uh, and even was looking for the second car, the Renault Zoe electrical car oh, nice. but it was out of my budget otherwise i probably would have gone for that one what i also hate nowadays i think nowadays i don't hate Peugeot the most i hate citroen the most yeah maybe that's right you're you're right on that i think there well the, you you love the I c5 love x i think the c5 x it's a step in the right direction just like the new c3 uh, that's gonna come i think that one's nice too but for the rest, all those air cross things. It is terrible. It, it is, is terrible. It is a shame what that brand has become. Yeah, it's a shame. It's truly a because shame. I think those those old old Citroëns are one of the most amazing cars yes. ever made. And so, and they, I, th I think if the the people who designed Citroëns back in the days would come into a modern Citroën yeah. dealership, they would they would be in a shock. I think. True. I think Nissan has a more interesting lineup than than Citroën now. I think what do they sell then? I don't know. <laughs> I think Suzuki has a more interesting <laughs> lineup the, yeah. than 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 Citroen. I think yeah. Citroen has the worst lineup of cars exactly. that yeah. is now available. And I think except for the C5X, uh, they're going yeah. in the right direction. But, but what I what I don't like is that they, for example, they created the DS brand. They, yeah, they should have kept that inside. And they should have kept it inside because um, though I think the the DS9, the the big one, the sedan. Yeah. Uh, I think it's failing miserably. I think it's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But if it was a Citroen, I think it maybe would have sold better or at least have a nicer car in the showroom. Not sure. <laughs> not sure. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I uh, French luxury cars, it never really works. Well, it, it works only no one bought them. If what? No, no one, no one bought oh, those yeah, big no, luxury no, no, cars. True. They cannot measure to the the big German. I, I think one of the most underrated uh, French uh, luxury sedans. I think it's also one of my favorites is the Renault Safran, which mm. was B Turbo. That's your B Turbo, favorite, right? and and maybe an also funny thing is that there were also Volvo engines true. in that car available. Two point five, right? The two point five five cylinder, correct? Yeah. Nice bridge, by the way. Mm -hmm. Why should everyone at least own a Volvo once in their life? Yeah, well, that came also out, out a bit quickly. Um, now, but what I like <laughs> about Volvos is, uh, especially the ones from my period, from my X90 and older, yeah. uh, are the famous five-cylinder engines. They're and faultless. They're fa the faultless, and they're the, the sound you can you can hear, especially those old 850s, those five-cylinder sounds, you can you can hear them two steeds away with the with the stock uh, uh, exhausts on them. Um, and yeah, 
I just loved him. I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to express what to love about Volvo, but I really loved how they drive, how they feel, the comfort of those fabulous seats they always have. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and oh, yeah. the ability to cruise for, for hundreds of kilometers straight. Uh, that's what we made, made me love that brand. And that's what I want to uh, advise everyone to try. Good. Good. I will buy a Volvo S40 1.6 drive uh, in the Please next don't. Years. No, just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, okay. We're going to our last segment, Bart, oh. and this is also the segment you had to do the most homework for. Yeah. It is the car search, yeah. which um, I will provide every guest with a budget and objective for a car search. You have to come up with the car or cars that you fulfill uh, this objective with. Um, I gave you a very specific search that is very mm -hmm. um, true. It was, it was, it was a very, very difficult search, I have to say. But it's also very uh, fitting for you, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but it was also annoying because I couldn't find the right car, in my opinion. Okay. It is the daily for 25,000 euros when driving 30,000 kilometers a yep. year. I uh, ask you to come up with a top three. Mm -hmm. Should we start with number three? I also came up with a top three, and yep. we'll take you through it. Okay, shall I start with the number three then? Top three. Show me the number three. Okay, so my first choice, no, my the, the, the choice number three. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, I, I had a few cars in mind which I wanted to look at, mm -hmm. uh, and those are from the brands. I think I'm talking a lot already, um, <laughs> but I couldn't find the right one, mm -hmm. so I ditched that. Okay, what was it? So I went, uh, well, I, I, I started looking at Volvos first, Yeah. the cars I love. And that, that failed because I couldn't find the right one. Okay. Um, so I changed to, to the UK brands. I picked a Volvo. You picked a Volvo. And it's the car that is my number one. Your number Fuck, one? why am I already spoiling this? Okay, yeah. well, anyways. Okay. Just I'm, I'm yeah. really surprised about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I went German. And and for my... because I also But also I kept in mind, like, okay, I also drive 30,000 kilometers a year. Mm -hmm. uh, I starting to get annoyed by the fuel consumption of the XC90. Mm -hmm. So I looked at the um, uh, what they use on fuel. Yeah, uh, the mileage. Yeah. The mileage, exactly, thank you. Um, so I went German and I uh, had for my um, number you, three. Right? Yeah. yeah, sorry. Oh no, I cannot open it because then I no. see the others too. And it's a Volkswagen oh. Arteum. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Is it the shooting brake? Shooting brake? No, it is not. And I now starting, I'm now starting to regret looking at that. Now you mentioned it, but it is a normal Arteon. Can I see it? Yeah, you can see it. I will, I'm now showing Ooh. it to you. He sh Bart shows me here a blue Volkswagen Arteon. It's very nice. It has some big wheels. It has a 1.5 TSI uh, engine, business R package. I have no idea what that means. It has a panoramic roof and it's driven 170,000 kilometers from 2019. That is quite good, actually. It is quite good. That's a nice uh, It's car. got all the other tech and all the luxury you need. It looks this will make fantastic. you look rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Though it's a Volkswagen. But Buy this and people think you're, you you got it all sorted out. For <laughs> <laughs> this is so rich, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so nice. I really loved it because also... I, with I, the, I dig this. With the, with the small engine mm -hmm. between brackets, the 1.5, mm -hmm. uh, it's also very, very eco. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I what I actually like about it, and it's 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 a bit different than the normal cars you you would see on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's why I choose a Volkswagen. I think it's a good choice. Thank you. I like it. I don't yeah. like Volkswagens, but I made an exception for the RT. Okay, thank you. I think it's really. I also would have taken the Passat though. I was looking at Passats, and then because I everyone the everyone drives a fucking Tiguan or ID four right now, a Passat would have been a, nice. A Passat, I have to admit, those are very nice, but they're also a bit boring. So I thought, okay, let's buy look at the. Less boring Passat. 
Your two. Two. You want to hear my third choice? Please. I went for very reliable. Reliable. Well, it, this would have been a very... So you bought a Volvo? No. Oh. This would have been a very smart choice. Okay. I'm going to ask you a quiz question. Yeah. What was the most sold car of 2019 in the Netherlands? Oh, that's in the Tesla Model 3. Exactly. So you bought an electric Tesla Model 3? Yes. My reasoning for this is... Uh, in 2019, a lot of Tesla Model 3s were sold because of tax yeah. uh, exemptions. And mm -hmm. um, basically, if you owned it as a company car, you could basically drive it for free. Exactly. Yeah. So all these company cars had uh, a contract for five years, and they are getting out of their lease right now, and they're becoming available at the car market all at once. Exactly. Which means... Which is now. They'll probably be dumped at yeah. the car market. And that's exactly what I found. So Ooh. I found a Tesla Model 3. In blue as well. Blue, blue, long range, 441 HP. All-wheel drive. The 19, it has 19 inches, it has autopilot, panoramic roof. And it is just 25,000 euros. 25,000 euros, and it has only driven 148,000 kilometers. Okay, I'm, I'm a bit impressed. This is sensible. Yeah, they're very ugly, but they're really, it's a sensible choice. But I mean, if you are looking for a daily... Right now, for and this is your budget, mm -hmm. and you want to go green, and you want it to be sort of reliable. This is your this is your go. Okay, you should go for this. I think I'm I'm a bit surprised. I haven't looked at Teslas. I would never ever actually buy this <laughs> because Why? I don't like Tesla. No, I, I because me, me neither. I, I I I drive one. My brother has one, uh, but I don't like it. If it if I'm if I'm gonna be sensible, mm -hmm. this is the one to go. Because it will be green. That's cheap. Yeah. Charging your car is cheaper than driving a petrol car. The parts are available. It's a modern car. Mm -hmm. It's very modern. It gets over-the-air updates. What else do you want? It's perfect. It is. So, yeah. Except when it's leaking or stuff. True. We're going to go to the fun stuff now. Okay. I just wanted to be real. Okay, no, good, good. This is no consumer, advi consumer no, advice, okay. by the way. There's no auto wake. Sorry. If people yeah. have to, uh, if people actually buy a model Tesla and then have to replace their batteries after 2,000 kilometers, yeah, you're fucked. this yeah. is not financial no. advice. No. no. Not in any way or sort. Okay. We're going to let the Model 3 go. Bye-bye, electric car. Your number two. My number two. And I just realized something. Um, before I started this, I said I, I didn't look at the uh, uh, UK brands, but I did. Oh, <laughs> you're very short of memory. I know, I know. Yeah. I, I'm on I'm a second glass, I think, now, so maybe that has to do something <laughs> with it. Um, second glass of but, wine, but the Rioja is tasting quite well. <laughs> yeah. But but you, you just chose a very, very uh, reliable uh, uh, EV car. Sensible car, yeah. Uh, I did too. Reliable... EV car. No, I, I like I like it to be reliable, but I I, oh I God, want this. No. <laughs> oh God! He bought an iPace. I did, but uh, look at it. I mean, what year is it? It's it 2018, right? Uh, so 20 these people 18. that were driving this were driving it for free, basically. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, you don't know what to say. Well, what I, I always loved them when they came out. Yeah, they were different, and they were. Not really a Jaguar-ish design. The fun thing is, Jaguar never really sold well in the Netherlands. No. But when that thing came out, at the end of 2018, they were, again, yeah. available for almost for free until the end of 2019. It was, I think, in October, November, and December of 2018, it was the best-sold car in the Netherlands. Because all these corporate bobos, they got into that yeah. one of those. The first time Jaguar ever got that high-ranked in in the Netherlands when selling cars. Uh, I really loved it. And, th and 
but to be honest, it's, it's probably not not that reliable. I think is what I what I hear. But at least it's cool in contrast to your Model Three you choose. Yeah, true. Because that Model Three you still see everywhere, and those Jaguars, well, they're they they are disappearing. I think. So we have a red iPace. It's an it's iPace, right? I always get so I-Pace. I think confused I-Pace. Yeah. by the naming. Exactly. iPace, iPace. I have no idea. Anyways, it's an iPace red. It has normal silver wheels, no black shit on here. It's just a SE model, not not even the HSE model, just an um, normal trim level. A tan interior. Mm-hmm. You really went for the old man spec. But exactly. But when I was looking for those Jaguars, I noticed that all of them were gray and black. And of course. and this 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 red one came up. And How I much does it cost? We have a, it's driven one sixty five thousand, and it costs only twenty three thousand nine hundred euros. I think it's the cheapest here. What's the range? Do you have an idea? But uh, I, I looked online. It said uh, over four hundred kilometers. So okay, so if it will do four hundred, so it's still fine. Yeah, probably, but in the winter time. <laughs> but, but it's, it's e- nice. even though three hundred so- something is enough for most people every day. My opinion. You're gonna be surprised. Oh, my number two is a Jaguar too. A Jaguar? I, I, I liked it. But what Jaguar did you find? I mean, you sort of know which Jaguars I like. I know. Which one? The XF. Yes. Uh, but specifically? The XF Brake. Yes. Estate. Of the first generation. Of the first generation. Couldn't find one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking All for diesels. that as well. All diesels, yeah. All diesels. I didn't want diesel. Very big petrol engines. And I was like, yeah. I'm driving 30,000 kilometers at... A year. We don't want uh, Teddy 2.0. Like no. we don't need that. <laughs> no, we don't need that. No. So yeah, there were some XFs available. Okay. Second generation. But then with the with a two, two liter engine. To be honest, I've seen this one passing by in my search. Yeah. And I have to be honest, it's blue. Yeah, it's lovely. It has driven one hundred and one thousand kilometers. Isn't that not, not that much? No. It has a two hundred forty HP engine. Is it a four cylinder? I think it's a Ford EcoBoost engine. Oh, don't don't say that. Probably just is. a nice four cylinder engine. extra more <laughs> reason for me to buy it okay, as a yeah. Ford minded mm-hmm. guy. And it costs 24,950 euros. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. It's good, right? Mm-hmm. It's good, right? Yeah, I like it too. I think this is um, uh, it's a safe choice. Safe? It's, it's blue on beige. Oh, on that point of view, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's, you could, this is actually quite a bargain. For it is, but I, 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 I don't old. like I don't like the interiors of these. Why? Um, I, I, I like the I like the previous interior interior and the interior that came after. This looks like just a Mondeo interior. That is rude. <laughs> it does have a small infotainment system. Yeah, but I have an XC90, so uh, this is big. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of my choice? Uh, I love it. Actually, I really like it. I really am also a big fan of the XF models and They're especially so the estate cars. Those yeah. are. Those are, I think, one of the most beautiful estate cars ever made. First generation is one of the first is, is one of the most beautiful wagons ever exactly, made. Exactly, but also opinion. the ones that came after because they. Um, yeah, I think it's a very nice choice. You know that first generation. But I'm really happy that I didn't choose this one because otherwise we had the same car. That would have been a first. A time. disaster. Us agreeing. I mean, us fighting over a car. <laughs> that never happens. I also thought of a Citroen. Well, that, uh, that if it was a C6, I would love it. I thought of a DS5. Okay, but that's only, but they they were the diesel hybrids, right? That was uh, no, also uh, also petrols. Also, one point six thp. Oh dear, that that that, no, o- I, that I, okay you said at first it was filled mm-hmm. with disappointments. But yeah. yeah, but I to be honest, uh, another 
a French car I like was a DS5. So it's a good car. It's really but fancy. Apparently, car. it doesn't drive that well. But yeah, the suspension is probably too hard. I read. Yeah. So it's not comfortable. I haven't driven one. Yeah. But it's probably not comfortable. Yet not sporty either. No, it's just a French weird car. It's a very French. A very French. Mais oui. Uh, monsieur, we go to your number, number one. one. Number yes. one. I will show. I will show it to you. Um, yeah, when I was looking at this, I thought... Was okay, the Volvo? No, it's not a Volvo. I'm I, shocked, I, I, I didn't find the right Volvo uh, for that price, which I, which I liked. With the, with the missing, I could find some, but those were missing options and stuff like that. So oh, I thought, you're specific. Let's, I'm really specific, I'm specific when it comes to Volvo. So I did those. And I thought also for this podcast, let's find something else. Uh, and uh, knowing me, I really like big fancy cars. Though I have an Audi A2, but I, I'm really into big fancy cars because I really like the luxury, um, Feel. the, the feeling, the looks of it. The tense, the, the tense that it could break exactly. down at any point. Probably, yeah. probably, but I don't think with this car that will happen. Because <gasps> what, what I, I know what you chose. You chose the, a Lexus. No, oh. no. I looked at Lexus, but then I thought, no, not, okay. my, not my cup of tea. You don't, you don't think it will break down? It is big, luxurious. Well, it can break down and it can be expensive when, when repairs are needed, I think. Uh, I don't know much about this particular car, to be honest. Very great consumer um, advice. But, yeah. but it's an it's a car from rent I already own. So it's not an, a Volvo, so it's an Audi. And I chose an Audi A8 hybrid. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> and okay. it is fabulous. Show me. Oh, Jesus Christ. You look like our king in that. <laughs> it has a 2.0. It has a four-cylinder engine. engine with the hybrid uh, This car engine. is known for using motor oil. It is no, known. No, but the, the, newer, the newer TSI and TSI <laughs> engines are quite, quite okay. And a bit of oil is not that bad. I mean, come on. Oh but look at it. Okay, so guys, I'm, li I'm, looking <laughs> I'm looking at a gray Audi A8 2.0 TFSI hybrid. Proline Plus. Mm -hmm. It is silver. It has a black interior. It is. I don't want to insult anyone, but <laughs> let's say it's um, an acquired taste. I would say. But you don't like it. Um, I'm not sure if I would buy this. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, me neither. But I, to be honest, I really like the way it looks. It has wood. It has, it has wood, wood in it. In it. It has driven two hundred and three thousand kilometers. Oh, you trust it? Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I would only be a bit afraid of the, the repair bills. Yeah. But I th to be honest, I think it's, I think, it's a reliable car. Because your experience with Audi has been so great. I, uh, yeah, I love the brand. <laughs> it's amazing. No, but I, I, I want to have something different, something yeah. big, yeah, something spectacular. The thing about this, wouldn't you feel stupid not being in the back of the car? Uh, not being no, driven but around? Uh, my opinion always is that if it's not the, the L version, the extended version, then you could drive it yourself. It's a bit like, um, uh, like with Bentley saying, like uh, yeah. in the Bentley you drive yourself and the Rolls Royce you will be driven. And I think that also is for the Audi A8 the same because it's not the not the the, the shiny S class, it's not the ugly seven series, but it's the just big uh, big German saloon luxury sedan. 
this podcast episode is you're gonna make a lot of enemies tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I know, you know, but that's, that's but it, it does have a lot, quite a lot of options. It has a panoramic yeah. roof, it has matrix uh, headlights, mm-hmm. leather, three sixty camera, all it's the fancy curious. stuff. And I want yeah. something different. And uh, this is a car you don't see every day yeah. anymore on the road. Yeah, maybe because they're so terrible. I don't know, but uh, probably they, because they've been exported to Poland. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> or Africa or whatever. <laughs> they're being used as taxis there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably some. No, but do you know that meme of like uh, first owner and you hear some old German oh, yeah, music. I know that one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this is eight like owner this. and you hear the Serbian <laughs> folk music girls dancing around your A8. That's this. This oh. is probably all its siblings are driving around in Serbia, yeah, I think Slovakia, I think, that sort of I stuff. I think this one is it hasn't been sold there yet because this is a hybrid, and usually I think all those big yeah. diesels are sold oh, yeah, over yeah, there. True. So that's why this one is still stuck here and nobody wants to buy it. So Good maybe choice. maybe I put it on the spotlight here for someone else to think. Oh, I'm looking for yeah. a fancy Audi 8, but I see myself driving it as well because I really into those big fancy cars. Good choice. I thought at some point when you said Audi, I thought you would go for an A6 all road. I, I looked at those, which is nice. And yeah, but for that, for the would have had my blessing exactly. But for the price, I couldn't find the the right one. We're already over an hour. Oh, you already are. So we're I gonna, didn't expect that to be honest. We're gonna go to my number. Okay, one. yeah. And I just know Let's I'm go gonna make you happy. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it is? Well, I think it's a, it's an a Volvo because you already mentioned that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not really sure what kind of Volvo it is. Do you want me to guess? Or remember when I had that A4 rental car? Yeah. What did I say to you? You felt like a fuckboy. Uh, yeah, true. But what did I say about it being a station wagon? Uh, oh well, you loved yeah having a station wagon. I miss. Th- I think station wagon is one of the best. I think my Ionic cars. 6 is lovely, but mm-hmm. I miss having a station wagon. I can imagine that. So? I, I think you're going to show me, oh, well, I would love it. I went for a Volvo V90 2.0 T4. Um, it is it's very a, bright and blue. It's an R design, and it has the, the special R design blue color on it. It has an R, it's an R design. If my Ionic 6 were to go mm-hmm. tomorrow, and I had to buy a car at the point... It would be this. Yeah, it would be a V90. Not, I, I maybe would not support that this one. fully. But the V90 is a car that has... Uh, to me, I think we just spoke about the Jaguar XF Estate. To me, the Jaguar XF Estate car and this V90 uh, next to each other, I think are one of the most beautiful estate cars ever made in the modern period. I wouldn't say beautiful, maybe. It is It is a nice car. It's a good-looking car. Uh, I think it has road presence. Oh, yeah, it is. When yeah. one drives towards you, it looks very... Broads. Yeah. The, the, the lights but, but of the I car. I think that, for example, my V60 already ha- also had that. The lights of the V90 <laughs> are in the corner <laughs> of it of the car. It, it has road presence. It, it is. It drives towards Especially you. when it's an R design like that. Yes. Black interior with a nice uh, R design lining. Um, automatic, which is perfect. It has mm-hmm. driven quite a bit. <laughs> oh, it is. 205,000 yeah. kilometers. But it costs 24,500 uh, euros. I think I think it's a bargain. It has everything. It yeah. has Harman Kardon. It has the memory seats. It has the autonomous uh, cruise Driving, control. Yeah. It has Adaptive everything. Cruise, yeah. yeah, this is the car I would go for. Uh, Honestly, uh, I think you can go wrong with a Volvo. Hmm? You cannot go wrong with a Volvo. Well, it depends if you buy a plug-in hybrid diesel, but uh. <laughs> in in terms of image. Oh yeah, no, you can't. No, I think the Volvo is one of the best images yeah. around. Yeah, I would go for this. Said by me, of course, but... Uh, <laughs> God. What do you think of my choice? Uh, I actually, I love it. And I think... 
I think I would want it. Yeah, right? Yeah. So who has the best number one? No, actually, don't answer that. We'll let the uh, listeners uh, exactly. decide. Yeah, we're going to show the, the pictures, I think. We're probably going to show this and they can decide on yeah, it. Yeah, I think Good. I will go for the Audi. Um, yeah, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Anyways, um, with that, we've come to the end of the first Already? episode. Time flies. Time flies when Time flies fun. when talking cars, having fun. Yeah. Um, but that's what we do. We do that normally as well. This is basically... Th then in Dutch, but at least we talk for hours <laughs> about cars. With wine. With wine. And... My, mine is empty, by the way. Are you going to feel it? Or? Um, that doesn't look empty to me. Well, I'm <laughs> empty now. Didn't you just feel, feel yourself? <laughs> Anyways, we're... <laughs> this is some nonsense bullshit now. <laughs> um, okay, Bart, thank you for being my first guest. I'm still very honored that I'm the fir your first guest. I, I loved it. It was a joy here. having you here. And you'll probably return on the podcast. But yes. uh, you're quite... Yeah, you already knew that. Um, and thank you all for listening. Next week, or not, not next not next week, I think in two weeks, uh, we'll be back with another episode. So thank you for listening. Bart, thank you for being here. And uh, see you next time. Bye.